This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. What's up, everybody? Richie back, Post America Podcast, another episode. We got our homie Pierre from uh, London, from Knuckle Dust, so many other bands, because we had to check in and get the latest news. They got some stuff coming up, and it sounds like it was a fight. What's up, Pierre? Sold out already. How you been, man? Good? I'm good, man. Surviving. I can't complain. Now, what the hell is going on over there? Because you guys had a show booked forever. Right, and then you had to cancel it. So give us yeah. the latest update with all of that. Well, you see, there's this fucking tough cunt called Boris. Mm-hmm. See, now he's fucking up the program for us. Oh, so one time he's saying, "Yeah, everything's going to be open on this date," and we figured, "Oh, okay, our show's after that date, so things will be cool." Then next thing we know, oh, now I'm going to have to extend this date before things open, so nothing can happen before this date. So it fucked us. Damn, so, yeah. is he a fucking Russian? What is this guy? No one knows, man. Judging by his hairstyle, he's some sort of rel- relatives of a fucking Yeti or something. Oh, for real. All right. Well, Barb, whoever Boris is, he fucked everything up. And he fucked uh, it. this was, uh, I mean, how long now have you guys, tell everybody how long you guys have been doing this. What, booking shows? No, Knuckle Dust, playing shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to forget. <laughs> No, this is a beautiful thing, man. Tell them. Well, the first time I met the boys was back in 1996. A long time back. Although it feels like it was only yesterday, you know what I mean? With that type, but... Yeah, and it is an amazing relationship because you had this same lineup for longer than probably any active band in our scene. You had this this line, same lineup going, so that's a testimony of true friendship right there. Well, we've been trying hard ever since we started to upgrade certain elements of the band, but it just doesn't work out, does it? You know what I mean? So can't get rid of certain guys; they're not going nowhere. <laughs> if you had to get rid of one, though, just to keep the, if they say, "Listen, we got to get rid of one guy," who would it be? Um, it can't be Weema because he'll throw everybody in the band to beaten. You can't even go against <laughs> him, right? We'd have no riffs if we kick him out. Oh, there you go. Right, he's an important guy then. He's important. Maybe Ray then, because he's like a complainer. You got to get rid of Ray. He complains. He's a great drummer, but... Or not. I don't know. Ray, Ray's kind of good entertainment, though, because he's yeah. always with the jokes and, like, you know, the comedy and, you know... You know what, then? It's the bass player, like every other band. That's just the least important thing. We got to accept it. If people get insulted, they get insulted. Sorry, Nikki, you got to go. <laughs> Well, I guess he got rid of the Mohawk, so that kind of counts a little bit. That helps, yeah, that helps. Uh, now, nah, you can't get no, <laughs> rid of nobody in Knuckle Dust. So you guys have been doing this so friggin' long now, and it's like, musically, to me, every album is the new best Knuckle Dust album. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the band, so I'm not just, like, playing a game. You know how a lot of people get stuck on the early stuff. Every new knuckle dust is the new best knuckle dust to me. And and I know you guys just recorded, right? 
Yeah, well, thank you for saying that, Richie. I mean, yeah, it means a lot coming from you. But yeah, I guess you're, you're a musician as well, so you kind of see the progression that we've kind of been on, the journey that we've been on from the beginning. And obviously, you know, the influences that we started with and the influences that we've ended up like with. So, you know, but um, yeah, we just recently recorded uh, five new songs for a 25 centimeter record. One centimeter for every year of existence on the front line. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's at the pressing plant right now. And there has been delays, but it looks like it's going to be uh, uh, with us for our rescheduled anniversary show, which is now the record release party as well. And um, the record, we've decided to call it In Plain Sight. In Plain Sight. I like that. That sounds like yeah. an action movie. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. In Plain Sight, starring, I don't know, who's a good English actor? You tell me. Uh, who's that bald guy everybody likes? Statham or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, Jason Statham. What is his story? Is he like a soccer player? I can't understand. Like, How did he get famous? He's got a weird-looking guy. Do you know? I don't know, man. He just had his loves of explosions and car chases and shit like that in a gunfights, but yeah, I'm not really a movie buff, as you know. Oh, I thought you were a movie buff. I remember seeing uh, Irreversible with you. You loved it. <laughs> you remember that? I can't even talk about that on the air. We'll both get arrested. <laughs> but yo, uh, so, so you did the new record and uh, you recorded during this whole crazy pandemic situation. How was that? It was different. Uh, I won't lie. I mean, for me personally, I can't talk for the other guys, you know, because, well, I guess they had a chance to work like uh, on constructing the songs together by getting into the studio together and like, you know, rehearsing a little bit together. Whereas I didn't really have that opportunity, to be honest, because by the time they finished the songs that they wanted, then they've given it to me. It didn't give me much time to like, you know, practice them in the studio or anything. I just basically wrote what I wrote on it. And um, next thing I know, we're recording them. So for me, the worst part was not being able to use my throat for a year because no shows, mm. no practicing with bands. So obviously, like any other muscle in your body, the shit start get weak, innit? Yeah, that's so, true, man. Did you lose your voice at all? Sorry? Did you lose your voice at all or no? Mm, well, I didn't lose it, but I had a bit of bad luck because like literally... The couple of days, the weekend before we went in the studio, I must have got like a little throat infection, just a little tickly thing in it. And um, next thing I know, I'm in the studio. So after day one, my throat was pretty, pretty rough and not really the sound that I, I like to mm -hmm. produce with it. So, yeah, we just we soldiered on. We managed to get through it and that. But I would have liked to have a bit more time or be in a better position with my voice to put down things as I like. But still, it's raw as, raw as hell and sounds like me. So everyone's going to have to deal with it. Yeah, it's probably probably was, you know, just a, a victim of the time. You didn't have to sing with a mask on, did you? Nothing crazy like that. Yeah, I had a gimp mask. Maybe that maybe that was an issue. <laughs> what, what is going, is, uh, as far as pandemic stuff, how is it over there? Calm down yet or are people still bugging? I think it's calming down. I mean, literally before you called me, I was just watching um, our esteemed leader on the television telling us the latest updates. And it looks like from what they're saying, because of the vaccine, then infection rates are starting to rise a little bit at the moment. But hospitalizations are really not rising as fast and deaths are definitely not rising as fast. So they seem to be coping with it on that side of things. 
Um, the younger age groups are the ones that seem to be spreading it amongst themselves a bit more at the moment. But, you know, it's to be expected, I guess, because they're moving in the kids. <laughs> and what's up with, uh, did anyone in the band catch it? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, even Nikki as an ambulance driver and paramedic, then I don't think he really caught it. You know, he had tests and stuff, and he, I don't think it came up, like, positive. Well, that's a good thing, right? So, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, me, I work on the front line as well, delivering all through this shit, through the peaks, and and I never caught it that I'm aware of. But yeah. I guess we, we, yeah. That's the thing. Have we, you been, t- were you tested at all during this thing? No, nah, not really. I mean, I had a little um, test at work maybe a month ago, and that was clear, but that doesn't tell you if you had it or not in a past sort of thing. It just tells them if you got it. Got you, got you. I'm anxious to know. I feel like I might have had it, like right in the early stages. I don't know. But I never got tested, and I know, you know, I just, I don't know. Who knows? Probably, right? It seems like if it's so infectious, I probably got it at some point. Uh, who knows? No, I guess it depends who you've been kissing. Yeah, you know, the same. On the building sites, you know. Uh, the same it's the same construction workers, you know, they're all, they all were tested, though. Should be good. <laughs> you, or your friend that choke on the tomato skin. Oh, oh Mickey. Mickey. Yo, he retired. I'm not surprised after someone punched him in the back and tomato come out of his mouth. Yeah, he survived a couple of years after that, though. He worked on for a couple of years, and then eventually that punch to the back got him. But, uh, <laughs> now, Mickey's known for taking coach trips. He, ta- he lives alone. He's an older gentleman. He's been on the wagon for years because when he was drinking, he was a real, uh, a real bad guy. So what Mickey does for fun is he takes coach trips meaning bus trips to yeah. Americans. Cause they're like, what the fuck is a coach trip? But he, Mickey's from Ireland. So he, I'll take a coach trip this weekend to Washington, DC and uh, <laughs> he'll just go down there and sit on the bus and they give him a bag lunch and a killer weekend. He's a good guy, Mickey. But anyway, uh, what Pierre's talking about, a guy almost died on the job and luckily I saved his life. He was choking on what he called a tomato. And uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you remember that story. That's crazy. I love it, man. It cracks me up, and he's unheated bagel. Yeah, uh, I'll have a large tea, bagel unheated, <laughs> bagel unheated. <laughs> what a guy! You know the Irish guys are dying out at work. There's not as many as there used to be. You know. Oh, is it? Yeah, it seems like they're coming over less. But uh, the Italians forget it. Like the only Italians over there now are real old. No young Italians. They like America stopped all the young Italians from coming over. Probably to cause so too much trouble. Those guys. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> So now the, so now what's the, the Irish pre- guys. Predominant, what's the prominent um, immigrant that working on building sites now? That's okay. Probably still the Irish, but after that, oh, okay. the newer uh, guys to come in are Caribbean and Eastern European. Okay. So, like, my company would be like after the Irish, the predominant group is Trinidad guys, you know. Okay. The guys from Trini and, uh, and on the sites too, a lot of Trini guys, a lot of guys from uh, Jamaican, St. Vincent, places like that. Um, and then ton of Polish. You got the Polish guys there. They're uh, you could always spot them because they they have to you know their heads are too wide to get through the door. They have, a, <laughs> they have kind of a weird build. The people from Bol- Poland, you know, the heads. Your dread, your dread blood. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you know what? There's like a, a all good Polish grocery stores opening up all over the place. They got they got some good products, man. 
Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah, I like shopping in their, in their places. They got these pierogies that are like sweet, filled with like cream cheese and fruit. Yeah. Ooh. I put them in a frying pan. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds good. The Polish are good people. They're good people. Yeah, I'd say that's the big one. A lot of Russians, Eastern Europeans, mainly Polish, but Caribbeans, ton of Caribbeans. So you're the minority now. Oh, forget it. In my company, there's uh, hundreds of guys. There's maybe three Italians, and two of them are born in Italy and then me. You know what I'm saying? So forget it. They try to kick me while I'm down. They rough <laughs> me up. If I go to the bathroom, they lie, they tape the bathroom. They tip it on its side. Like, yeah, forget it. Don't take that shit, bro. <laughs> it's tough, baby. It's tough being an American in America. Not easy. You know the deal. You know the deal. But let's go back to this record because you mentioned like the, it's in the pressing plant. And I, I know on my end, dealing with ain't trying to press vinyl right now is like such a pain in the ass. You, you're actually going to have vinyl of this one? Yeah, it's um, only coming out on vinyl at the moment. That's the plan. Um, was it, like was it a, say, rough getting it uh, done in a reasonable time? I, I think it could have been a lot worse. Like we, the, the people that are doing it for us, then um, Pirates Press, then yeah, they, like Ray has a, a good relationship with them over the years, obviously through the punk and noise scene and whatnot. So yeah, they really helped us out. And yeah. It's been delayed still, but you know, I think it could have been a lot worse from the sounds of what other pressing plants have been telling us their waiting times are. So, yeah, you no, know, we can't complain. Yeah, currently, right now, with vinyl, every you know, vinyl companies are just telling everybody it's like six, seven, eight months turnaround time. So, if you're a yeah. band, you're excited you got your music done, now you got to sit around another half a year or more just to get the product. Oh, what a bummer, right? Yeah, that's it. And you know us, we're not really the fastest band for turning things around. So there's a little, obviously, the delays were on our side with the artworks and sorting out this and sorting out that. Basically, we've we done most of it ourselves, as we tend to do in a DIY fashion. So, Beautiful. but it's done. It's done. That's great, man. And I, I saw the uh, the vinyl for your other band. Yo, that looked that looked great. How how did was there any problems with that getting that pressed up? Borstal. Yeah. Um, we, we, we kind of planned for it to be delayed. So, you know, everything was pre-ordered, um, purchased on pre-order. And, um, the, the main issue we had, there was a mistake with the artwork when it came, it was kind of off center on the, um, the cover, the sleeve or whatever. So we had to get that all redone at another, um, printers and then put it all together ourselves and oh, eventually geez. get it all out. So that caused a bit of a delay, but yeah, we're happy with the, with the results and that. It's always something with these fucking places, right? Nobody does nothing right anymore. It's like you do something and you expect like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll let this mechanic fix my car, but most likely he's going to cause another problem. You know what I mean? It's everything is like that nowadays. Nobody does the job efficiently. It's everything's out of whack. If you ask me my experience, it's all going down the tubes. I've got to agree with you on every level, mate. Even like my job and other places, I, it's just everything's fucking skewed with at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, you go to the doctor yeah. as a routine checkup. You come out with three months to live. I mean, you can't. It's, it, it's forget it. Everything is out of whack. You, you know, prices are going up. I blame. Uh, I blame Joe Biden. Who else could we blame? Who you know? I don't know. Let's blame somebody. I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think of Joe Biden over there? He's old. He is old, right? 
He looks like he could hey. be an Englishman now, no? It could probably blend in, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I reckon on a golf course somewhere. Yeah, yeah, with the drinking the tea. Knickers on. But uh check this out. <laughs> you know what yesterday was? It was the fourth of July. Fourth of July, where we beat the oppressive English to the dirt and got out <laughs> of their their fiery grip and became a free <laughs> and independent country. But we still somehow maintain a great. We love England. Why is that? After all they did to us, and uh, we have a, a a holiday celebrating murdering English people, and then we're still uh, just our number one ally. It's an unusual relationship, but it's it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, maybe it's like looking in the mirror for you guys, isn't it? Oh, totally, totally. It's like <laughs> we it's like the big brother that used to beat on us and then we became <laughs> the big brother to beat on everybody else. But don't worry, it's coming home. Oh, for real. The Chinese are going to be the new big brother to throw everybody a beating. <laughs> they got it they got it locked down. Any news on China over there? You guys don't really watch those guys too much. Um yeah, what was I hearing? I heard something the other uh, yesterday about they were talking about China. Um, I can't remember exactly. I wasn't paying too much attention, but over yeah, here, they're, they're investing a lot over here. Let me ask you this. Over here in America, we have a drug epidemic. I mean, so many cities and little towns are just filled with zombies walking around, hooked on drugs, skinny, eyes sunken in, smelly, complete junkies. And it's this fentanyl. It's a drug called fentanyl that is being put in all these other drugs, right? And it's just causing mm. catastrophe. Do you have that issue over there or no? Not that I'm aware of, but I wouldn't be an expert in these sort of things. I never took a drug in my life, but I'm just a witness to it over here. And the thing why I bring it up is because China is the one sending over this fentanyl. Okay. I think China is playing a long game. And they're slowly deteriorating the future of America. You know, we have a very small pool to pay. Who's going to be the future leadership of America? You know, I mean, is it going to be, what do we got to offer? It's just our future is very bleak over here. These, uh, I hate to say it, these new kids are, are just washed up. They're, they're useless. I mean, they're concerned about all of the wrong things. And the, the other half of them are addicted to drugs. It's a bad look. I sound like a crazy person maybe to you right now, but I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's not that bad huh? over here. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's what I was watching. It was last night. I was, um, I was writing some lyrics and that and had the TV on. And it was um, this documentary about Bruce Lee mm -hmm. called, um, what was it? Um, Be Like Water or a famous quote he said and he does say that it might be called be that. like water and um yeah it was kind of going through the history of like um chinese immigrants coming to america back when he was born or whatever and it was quite interesting actually yeah a lot of stuff i didn't know but um yeah and uh you know there was a uh, quentin tarantino recently did an interview on a podcast and uh he was talking about the scene he put in his last movie where bruce lee was kind of a dick and he got beat up and uh, it's uh, the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think it's called. You ever see that? No, no, i never seen it. All right. Well, there's a scene in there where Bruce Lee's being a dick and this stuntman kind of throws him a beating. And Quentin okay. Tarantino claims that it's based on a, a true event. 
And uh, just him saying that caused a lot of controversy, though, because people love Bruce Lee. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants to think of Bruce Lee as catching a beating or being a dick. But I, mean, I think he even admitted that he used to be a bit of a, like, you know, he wasn't always, like, the, the, the nicest guy sort of thing growing up. Yeah, yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he was kind of a nasty guy. I don't know. But, I mean, that guy was such a figure. When I was a little kid, Bruce Lee over here was like... <laughs> I mean, I can't even think of somebody to compare him to. He was out of this world. Everybody wanted to be like Bruce Lee. I was buying Chinese stars out of a magazine. You know what I mean? All because of Bruce Lee. Nunchucks. Every yeah. kid I knew had nunchucks in school, swinging them around, giving themselves bloody noses. Nobody knew how to do none of this stuff. Walked around <laughs> with our pants real high over our belly button, flexing. I mean, everybody wanted to be like Bruce Lee back in the day. That's no, I remember that. That's no joke. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the same over here as well. You know, we're inspired yeah. by that shit as well. Yeah, he's a cool little dude, but he's like well, 115 pounds. Like, come on, I, I throw him a beat in two seconds. Like, give me a break. I'm not <laughs> falling for that crap. Our, our, our Mad Joe, our singer, used to always say, oh, Bruce Lee could beat up Mike Tyson. Get out of here. What are you talking about? You can't beat up Mike Tyson. But then again, our singer Joe used to say Ronda Rousey could beat up Floyd Mayweather. It's like this guy's out of his mind. <laughs> People well, get caught you know, up. They get caught up in the, in the, the new, newest trends sometimes. You know what I mean? Shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but still. Yeah, come on. Bruce Lee, 115. He'd smack me three times. I wouldn't even know what happened. I'd be like, wait, what? Somebody hitting me? This little kid? Who is this little kid? Get out of here. You know how we do, Pierre. Come on, Pelboo. Straight. And uh, what's the latest, though? Now you got, so you got, you redid your date, right? You redid the date. And is, is the show's not in London now, or is it in London? Yeah, it's still at the same venue. We're playing the legendary 100 Club on Oxford Street. And it's on you know, Am I wrong? Am I wrong for thinking October? Is that the right? What's the right date? It is October. That's right. October 24th, I believe. Fuck. I wonder if I can make that, man. That's going to be tight. We have my band literally like has one show this year, and it's the 30th in, in Salt Lake City. So I don't know if I can okay. pull that off. But damn. If any homies are listening, take that trip. Go to this show. That would be all. If I could pull, go in. Is it a Saturday? No, it's a Sunday. It's a matinee show as well. Oh, maybe. Oh, man. I do have church, but maybe I could <laughs> skip without going to hell. No, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love to see if I could pull that off. Bring some incense sticks. You'll be all right. Yeah, man. This is going to, this is, this is really cool. This is cool because, uh, like you're, you know, you, I know like, uh, England kind of doesn't see itself as European hardcore, right? You kind of don't look at it like that. Like you kind of look at the mainland as European hardcore and then you guys is just your own thing. True or false? I can't say we look at it like that. We just don't oh, no. think about it really. Okay. Okay. But would you, so when people are saying like, oh, what's your favorite European hardcore band? If if you know they throw knuckle dust in that category, it wouldn't shock you. You'd you'd understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we're part of Europe. I mean, obviously, now that Brexit is um changed things legally, then you can't say that in court. But well, we're still part of Europe, aren't we? In it. Yeah, I mean, I would I, as an outsider early on, I would say yes, European hardcore. Now it's kind of like to me its own thing, England. But I know a lot of yeah. people would will put England into the European categories. That's why I wanted to ask you, like, what are your top bands that you say out of out of mainland Europe 
that maybe uh, just your favorite in general sound wise or maybe early uh, influencers? Yeah, I guess thinking about it, if someone said to me, yeah, what European bands you like, I wouldn't name any English bands because I wouldn't, unless they'd said what UK hardcore bands you like. Yeah, that's so why I was kind of European, going on with that with that long explanation. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's true. But um, yeah, I mean, I grew up listening to bands like, I guess, remember Stormcore, a lot of French hardcore bands like Kickback. Um, obviously, there's a lot of German bands as well at the time, like Rikers and then Belgium had a, a whole heap of bands and, you know, the Lemford Times, the Archangels, um, Out for Bloods, um, Surge of Furies. Um, nowadays, we've got bands like Nasty. Um, it's just fucking, oh man, there's so many good bands out. Yeah, there is, you know, and and the second band you mentioned, Kickback, that's like, uh, wow, that's a, that's a really cool band, early releases. And then I kind of didn't like their later releases, but then I revisited some of them and they were so crazy and evil sounding that I started to like them. The, did you follow them up to their, their most recent uh, releases or no? Not so much the last one with a black cover, but um, Forever War, I, I was just once that come out i was stuck on that i couldn't couldn't move past that because i just love that record so much yeah that was so good that was so good mm. that reminded me like that like i felt like uh they were listen like they were into kind of like the all-out war vibe at that time you know and forever oh, hell war, yeah. yeah forever war was kind of that style i guess of uh hardcore but like with their own twist and uh, they just always had like a an evil tone to whatever album they did. Their, their sounds and style switched over the years, but they always had like a an evil, eerie tone to, to them. Oh, yeah. Did. Definitely, a, 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 I guess for the time, a kind of very typical Paris sound. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of bands oh, were, were hard back then, man. And the shows were just insane, like violence. Like, you think it's bad now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Kickback really embraced the violence. Like they wanted it. They wanted that yeah, they image. On it. They wanted the look. They wanted violence at shows. They didn't, you know, they weren't turned off by fighting at shows, stabbings at shows, blood. They actually wanted that. You know, they were a weird group of fucking crazy animals. <laughs> That's the yeah, French. It's the way of the French, you know, we're the weird people. <laughs> now nah, we love the French. They're nice, right? What's your favorite country over there? Well, you got to be Germany, right? Oh, I love Germany. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, so many good good friends and family we got out there. But um, for me, I think Belgium. I don't know. Belgium's just got something about it. For it's a kind of a smaller country, smaller European country. But from as far back as I can remember, they had so much output, so many bands coming out that were on such a high level. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And um, very and, and, and the people were so cool. They're like so. They're like really like mm. Belgian people are like cool kind of don't give a fuck kind of people. You know? Yeah, real, real as fuck, man. Yeah, you think of like a, a guy like our friend Putin, Bert. I mean, yeah. this dude, he don't give a fuck. Ah, he goes ah, <laughs> whatever you say to him. <laughs> ah, oh me ah, like he's just <laughs> chilling, yo. 
<laughs> yeah, I brought I brought up Germany because I, I didn't want you to pick Germany only because they always I noticed they always insult the English. But and, we beat uh, them at football the other day. Oh, you did like recent times. Yeah. Nice. Did you, did you watch it a couple of days ago? I I know what's going on right now, and I heard Italy's doing good because people are going crazy around here over Italy. But I don't really know the details. You know. That's that's good I, though. Let everyone saying over here at the moment, it's coming home. Football's coming home. Oh, shit. So it's England <laughs> in the mix? Yeah, we're through to the next round. Is and, and is Italy good? Am I wrong about that or no? I don't know. Oh, I heard I'm, it, I heard I'm not going to pretend well. I know much about football. Okay, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I'm not a sports it. person, as you know. I always said it was a communist sport, but uh, I just say that to aggravate people. <laughs> But uh, you know the 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 term that the the Germans always use for England. Do you know this term? What term? What they call the island of England? Mm, enlighten me. <laughs> <laughs> they say everybody's inbred over there, so they call it Monkey Island. <laughs> you never heard that? Get out of here! No, nah, no, nah, you made that up. I swear to God, you never heard like. that. You're pulling my leg. Ask Schlumpf. Ask him. Ask him about it. Monkey Island. How the hell? Oh, see, see, the Germans didn't have the balls to say it to your face. They're just saying it to everybody else. I get it now. I'm going to call Big Eric, man. I'm going to ask call. Big Eric now. Say, Big Eric, you ever heard this term, Monkey Island? He'll be here go, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, he knows, <laughs> he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. That's some oh, fucked up shit. shit yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you beat him yeah. in soccer, though. That's good. He couldn't say that to knock on us in it. It wouldn't wouldn't go down well. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Oh, if you're looking at it at that level, yeah, that was not good. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even see. I wasn't looking at it as a race thing. It's just like they were talking about inbred and inbred thing. That's that's what they were. <laughs> they know. Yeah, more. I guess you can't use that joke with knuckle does. It'd be like you'd be a real fucking shady motherfucker to do that. <laughs> it would be fucked up. Give me some terminations that go on. Yeah, that would be a bad thing, dude. <laughs> Damn. But now nah, you guys you got you got it going on. England is always the it's always the fun. I love when the tour ends in, in London. You know what I mean? That to me, if, if I'm on a tour and it ends in London, I'm psyched. If we go through London and we get stuck doing it on like in the middle of a tour on a Wednesday night, I'm bummed. Because yeah, you know, it's just the it's to me it's the best show. If you put it on a weekend uh, you know, in London, not in some other, you know, place where, you know, another part of England. In London on a weekend, it's going to be the highlight of the whole fucking uh, tour. My personal experience. Well, it's, it's home for you too, isn't it? That you're, you're accepted here like Londoners. Yeah, you can't complain, man. I mean, yo, I've been going there since what year? Like, I don't even remember. It's, uh, with, oh, you know, shit. with tons of other old bands. Yeah, probably... Probably like late nineties, and because uh, I see someone post the flyers from when you when you came over with, with Crutch that time, and we went to Liverpool and Peterborough. Literally yesterday, I see like all three flyers. Someone made a post on it. Oh shit! And you played in Nine Bar, and I think we played a couple of shows. Obviously, I remember way back Peterborough was a spot we'd always go to. I yeah, more of a hot spot. Maybe not anymore, or is it still got it going on? Um, I don't hear of too much going on there, to be honest. Yeah, Peterborough. Hmm. Back in the day, that was a spot. Even way back in Europe, I remember certain places being hotter than they are now. You know what I mean? And that just happens. Mm. Stuff comes and goes. 
Always the yeah. major cities are great, but you know, the other spots, sometimes it's great. You know, I remember, I can't remember. Oh, like Marseille. Remember Marseille in France? Yeah, man. Years ago, that was a hot spot. Yeah, I love Marseille. Yeah. Now I have, I don't think I've been there in a long time. Or I could be wrong though, who knows? I remember the first time I went there and um, my mates in, in the band down there, they, they wanted me to record on, on the song. So they drove me to some studio. So we're driving through the streets and whatnot. And you see that film Black Hawk Down? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie. Wow. It was, just, it was just madness. We were just driving through the streets and there's like police pulling up cars and people getting dragged out cars here. And then you drive down the next road and there's just like another madness going on. And it's just so busy everywhere sort of thing. It just felt like a war zone, literally. Like, Holy obviously, I was, lot, I was a lot younger and first time going there. So... <laughs> I never looked at it like that. I always thought it was like a nice, pretty place. Yeah, I guess beach beach sides must be nice. I never really checked out the beach in Marseille, to be honest. But um, and no inner city, the inner city parts that we went to. This is going back as well. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. sure it's different now. It, was, it, was, it seemed pretty gully. Yeah, yeah. I remember like the earliest times going to like Eastern Europe, how rough it was like compared to lately. It was a different, whole different vibe back in the day. Yeah, man. What was people, the, people. Have you guys ever hit Russia before or no? No, we tried. I had a problem getting a visa. I remember because we were, we were all booked to go. And like um, Ray got his visa. The others got their visa. So I'm there. I filled out the form exactly the same as Ray did. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I filled it out exactly the same. So there was no mistake. And when I go there, they're like, no, nah, you've got the wrong form. So I'm like, how can I have the wrong form when I know three other people that are, are going the same way have done it and got it? Yeah. So I just figured that the woman there was just fucking with me in it, and I just lost my lost my rag in it, and uh, well, they kicked me out. <laughs> Yo, I heard they're uh, I heard they're real racist in Russia. You ever hear that? I heard some madness where because Nikki went there with Nine Bar in it, mm-hmm. and he was telling me like the guys that they were staying with, they were showing them some videos, and he goes, "Yeah, check this out," and there's some hip hop. They're like, okay, it's Russian hip-hop. They don't know what they're singing about, but you can tell it's hip-hop, in it? And they're inspired by hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And he's going, yeah, these are Nazis. They're Nazis doing hip-hop. You know what oh. I mean? That, that's just oh. fucking mad if they're a start. That's ridiculous. But <laughs> And they're telling them, like, yeah, they got a real problem with Nazi crews out there where in the past they've, like, there's been shows happening, hardcore shows happening, and then they'll come and they'll set the alarms off or fire alarms or something. So everyone comes running out and then they start shooting people. Damn. And, um, yeah, like you know, this this is what he's told me that people have told him when he was there. So obviously, yeah. I didn't experience it or nothing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, some of the some of the guys that they are with, they're imprisoned as well for killing Nazis and whatnot. So it seemed quite extreme from <laughs> what 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 we heard. Damn. Yeah, that that explains like the number one artist in hip hop in Russia right now is named Little Adolf. <laughs> no, I made that up. That's not real. <laughs> 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 little Adolf, yo, you made me, nearly made me spit my water out. <laughs> yo, I, I, yo, I heard that uh, it's getting wild in, in England though with the with the hip hop and uh, it's getting real uh, like a uh, gang gang like and violent and a lot of uh, murders and stuff. Is this still still going on or what? Yeah, this lockdown's kind of facilitated a lot of the gang shit, really. In it, people can run around a bit easier and do their things. So, there's a lot of the youngers are involved in it, and well. So it's, it's all about money, really, isn't it? At the end of the day, 
And I heard uh, they, they got access to guns more so than they have in the past. True or false? Do you hear it a lot of gun violence or not really? It does seem to be true, man. I mean, I hear of issues happening and people turning up within minutes with automatic weapons. You know what I mean? Damn, where the fuck they getting these guns? And these are little kids. That's wild. That's wild. That's one thing I always felt like uh, in England, uh, if something broke out, broke out, I felt like there was a good chance I could get stabbed, but very unlikely I would get shot. But now I don't know. Yeah, there'd be a good chance, probably. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, we stay out of trouble now. We're we're a lot older. But I remember touring over there with Death Threat back in the uh, back in the day, and the one guy, Jamie Death Threat boy, he had us uh, in trouble every night. That guy. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, he was causing trouble every night. But those were good times. Those were good times. Didn't someone pull a gun out when you're up north? They time? they said they were gonna shoot us, but Jamie Jamie pulled the guy's shirt up and he didn't have a gun. And then Jamie started hitting him. He's he because the guy says <laughs> somebody somebody gonna get shot tonight. And Can't pull Jamie, the trigger if your fingers are broken. I guess. And, and then Jamie just ripped his shirt up and said, "You don't even have a gun," and started punching him in the fucking head. And then a lot of <laughs> his people from the windows and stuff started running down and it turned into a whole ordeal. I had to like hide in the alleyway and eat my, uh, what do you call them? Fucking things. I always eat at three o'clock in the morning over there. Those donor what, kebabs. Kebab. Yeah. Kebab, yeah. <laughs> it was a good one too. Yo, it's hit or miss with those things. When you get a good one, you're like, yo, I want another one. And then the next night you get one and you're going to throw up off of it. It was so bad. It's, like, it's all the worst parts of the animal that goes into that thing. Yeah, definitely. It's the snow, yeah, I guess it takes, the, the it's fingernails, the the, the, the <laughs> mud hole, you know. But with the rice seasoning, hey, it's, it tastes pretty good. <laughs> I love yeah, I like that one uh, place next to uh, the underworld that has uh, next to the uh, the back door of the underworld across the street. What's that one? That oh, um, Woody's got, Grill. Yeah, Woody's. That's, that's got good ones over there. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I stopped, I stopped eating meat recently, so oh, I won't yeah? be having uh, any more lamb. I used to love my, my lamb shish in it. That's all I really eat from a kebab shop, lamb shish, because well, I don't uh, eat them that regularly. You know what I mean? Every now and again. I'll, yeah. I'll and what made you uh, stop eating meat? You know what? What's I her just... name? What's her name? <laughs> what, <my mom? laughs> You know what it was? What? My mom was always cooking like um just chicken, meat, every day she's cooking stuff, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I don't really want to eat it every day. Yeah. So why are you wasting money cooking all this this meat every day when you know I'm not asking you to cook for me for one, because I'm I'm a fucking grown ass man, I can get my own food. And yeah, it's just like a bit too much in it. So I managed to convince her to turn vegetarian as well and ease off the meat. And, you know, it's it's definitely been a benefit to her health. And nice. you know, I think it, it feels like a benefit to mine as well, to be honest. So, oh, yeah, you feeling good? Yeah, I can't complain. Your eyesight getting mm-hmm. better? My eyesight? Yeah, it's not getting worse. John Joseph vision. claims that you eventually your eyesight will get better, so good to where your eyes will turn into lasers and you could melt holes through walls, all, all by just turning vegan. I don't know if that's true, but maybe you got to ask John Joseph. But no, that's yeah. a healthy thing, man. That's good. 
and and for you to convince your mom to do it old school like you know that's that's hard but yeah i'm I mean, props on that like how could you get like you know because they're usually set in their ways especially when it oh, comes yeah. to food moms and cooking and then yeah. you got her to stop eating meat wow no more guinea pig oh yeah you guys love that guinea pig son Koi. No, they wouldn't yeah they were running around in the garden they're thriving now forget it. the guinea pigs are all overgrown they're as big as little dogs now <laughs> somebody got i'm riding one to work <laughs> you put a saddle on that motherfucker <laughs> and that's that's a, that's a thing maybe people don't know you're originally is your your uh your roots are south american from uh peru right i am yes i have peruvian inca blood peruvian incas baby machu picchu city in the Straight. clouds that's that's the the, the 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 holy species down there. Now, uh, when's the last time you were there? Jeez, must be more than fifteen years ago now. Damn, you, are you itching to go back? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to go back. And you saw? Did you see Machu Picchu or no? Yeah, I went there. Last time I visited, I went up there. Incredible! I would love. That's one of the places I would love to see, man. Oh, yeah, it's cool, man. You got to experience it. I heard it's a mission to get there, though. Depends. I mean, you can do the trek. You can walk um, through the mountains and whatnot, and it takes, like, maybe days or whatever. But then the alternative is get the little bus that takes you straight up there in five minutes. <laughs> now, it'll take you there in five minutes? How, how long to get to that bus? Well, yeah, you got to get the train to the area. Then you got to, like, queue up and get the bus. And maybe not five minutes, but, yeah, it's not more than ten. Like, ten yeah. minutes, whatever. Damn, I want to go there. Maybe take a helicopter though. Yeah, it must be nice by a helicopter. You can see all the surrounding like um scenery and that. Yeah. And but there's other places as well. There's other ruins that people don't know that are not as like famous for tourists and stuff. So, you know. I bet, man. It's probably the whole place is littered with dope. Oh yeah. Old uh yeah, old structures and mm -hmm. oh man, I'd love to go. I'd like to go there with our guitar player, Maver Mattis. He'd probably go crazy if he got to see that shit. Oh, he'd love it, man. To see the aliens. Yeah, no, he don't buy none of that, though. He, when, when you start talking aliens made uh, old shit, he gets mad. He's like a mainstream archaeologist. He doesn't like any of the alternative uh, ideas. Oh, okay. I thought he would He would know about the aliens in Peru a bit. Nah, I don't think so. If you, well, the funny-shaped skulls that they find in the, the moon rocks and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I got to check that out. I'm all about the aliens. Uh, lately, they've been all over the news with these UFOs. You've been seeing that in England or no? Um, I, I work with a bunch of aliens, so yeah, me too. I can't <laughs> call <them> Polish. <laughs> They've got the size of their heads. It's unbelievable. They can't be this of this world. They can't be of this world. <laughs> I see. I see the one guy he's walking around with no hard hat. A cinder block came, hit him on the head. He didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, he just kept on walking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we love the polish hey <laughs> so it's always fun to attack a, a certain uh ethnic group you know uh well maybe not in these times now you get flack you make one joke you get all kinds of heat you get cancelled boy <laughs> yeah how is this is, is that the same thing in the uk can you get cancelled or what there has been a lot of that going on over lockdown i've noticed oh shit yeah over here it's like that too. Yeah, 
But there, then there's been some people make some idiot moves online trying to make up some bullshit and falsify posts and stuff, and then they get caught. And and the, and the thing is, their falsified posts are just so blatantly like fake. And mm. it's like, what, what, what are you thinking? Were you trying to get get away with this? What are you dumb? Little fucking. And then rats. everyone wants to kill him, and they never come to a show again. So you know, well, they got what they deserved, didn't it? Yeah. Like yesterday, where we talked, it was Fourth of July, and uh, I, I always try to see if American bands, if like on September 11th, they'll post anything about that, or on Fourth of July, they'll post everything. Because it's almost like you're not allowed to do that. Like people would look down on you, and uh, okay. I, I'm always looking to see if, if somebody will post. None of these bands don't don't post none. If 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 a guy from the Al Qaeda though was on trial, they would put do a benefit show for him in two minutes. But if the <laughs> post September 11th memorial, they, they'd be scared to do it because they catch flack. The weird, the, the scene is kind of crazy right now. It's a crazy time, you know. Over yeah, it's here, a, right a mad place, here. isn't it? Modern hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the modern hardcore kids are really into the mainstream narrative, whatever that might be, you know. So if Coca Cola is saying something, you know, they're they're really echoing what. Coca-Cola will say if Coca-Cola, you know, it's just, it's a very odd time. You know, I grew up hating everything mainstream, not cooperating with any authority. And it kind of turned into, you're supposed to cooperate. You're supposed to, you know, regurgitate the same things you see Coca-Cola uh, commercial saying it's, it's a weird time. What are you going to do? I love Coca-Cola, by the way, it's a great drink, but just using that as an example. Now you sponsored by them. I wish. Forget Sound it. like you are. I should be. Listen, that's a great American corporation. Coca-Cola and Pepsi, two drinks to come out <laughs> of the American South, you know? And not much has come out of the South, except a lot of degenerates and losers and people with, you know, missing teeth. But you got Coca-Cola and Pepsi. You got to give the South props for that. And also their cuisine. They got some good barbecue and chicken down there, some of the dishes. Oh. It's it's a good. You never really got to experience the South much, right? Did you ever go down south? No, no, I've never been down south. I've never been to the West Coast. Uh, There's two things that I really need to do. Yo, right now the West Coast scene looks great. The hardcore scene out west that looks great. Yeah, sounds it. Yeah, yeah. Some of these bands are so dope, and it's like more like hardcore centric. Like they just care about the scene. It's not like this political goofiness. It's just hardcore for hardcore. They're having shows that are dangerous and nobody's crying about it. You know, uh, they're not cooperating. They're doing shit on their own. That's the shit I like. You know, mm. I'm too old to do that now. But hey, back in the day, you know, if you wanted me to play a abandoned building, I said, let's do it. Now I would say, let's do it, too. But nobody put up scaffolding around it first. Yeah, we'd uh, make sure it's safe and we'd. uh <laughs> Redo the concrete slab underneath. We put a <laughs> insulation up, some temporary heaters, uh, food stands, food line. truck. We'd make everybody wear a helmet and safety goggles. Portaloos. Yeah. Uh, uh, sign a document coming in uh, that says that you, you're vaccinated and you're willing to. Uh, nah, I don't know. I'm just going crazy now. <laughs> oh, what's up with the vaccination over there? People doing it or, or what? Yeah, it seems to be going well for them. Nice, nice. Over here, it's uh, it seems like they everybody that wanted it got it, and now uh -huh. they they seem a little nervous. Like 
what are the rest of these people waiting for? So I don't know. Wait, how it's someone play told out. me. Someone told me the, the other day at work they were going to me that in America that they're, they're trying to convince people to get the vaccine but offering them free donuts. Yes, well, that's it's different all over. Like you'll have certain McDonald's which will offer you a free meal if you get the vaccination, show them you got it. And it's kind of like, or what? there's bars, there's bars that come in, show us you got vaccination, get a free beer. Uh, and there's also some states are doing lotteries. Like if you haven't been vaccinated again uh, yet, sign up for it. And one of you will win a million dollars, you know? And uh, yeah. So See, I don't get that, man. That's mad. Cause it, is, it wouldn't, yeah. it, wouldn't it be more beneficial if you didn't eat that unhealthy shit and, were more healthier and then even if you had the vaccine you'd be more resilient towards any sort of infection in it naturally it would it would it would be in, in the best interest of the medical uh experts they should be vocal in my opinion and say hey if you guys are just trying to help uh by offering mcdonald's and donuts and beers we appreciate it but please don't because it seems the people who like mcdonald's uh, donuts and beer the most are the most uh, victimized by this particular virus. So please let's not mislead them. Mm. That's what the professionals should say, but for some reason they never do. Do people like get more than one vaccine shot if they just want more beer and more burgers? No, I think you could just get one. You cause uh, I'm not <laughs> positive how it works. I think you get like one card, like you're on record, you know, you're on record. So you kind of can't like sneak and, and be like, you can't know, scam it. Because yeah, the there would definitely problem. be people that would get it every week, you know. But, <laughs> and to some people, it's that no way. But yeah, there are there are people that would do that that are just down and out, live on the street, and that's that's a free meal once a week. Like that, people give blood for for that cause, you know, not because they want to help somebody. They're giving blood to make a couple bucks or to get some free donuts <laughs> and drinks. Like that's that's a thing. It's a real thing, man. And get some uh, fentanyl. Yeah, yo, that's the, I'm telling you, start that's, that's what they should do, isn't it? Get free fentanyl with every shot of vaccine. Forget it. This whole country would be vaccinated in two seconds if you did that. <laughs> They'd be lining up around a corner drooling. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's shot over here, bro. It's shot. Well, I might have to try some now, see what it's like. Yeah, try I'm it. Really just, uh, joking. Why not give it a shot? Hey, have a good time. That's what I say. I like to see my friends having a nice time. <laughs> no i think i don't know exactly what fentanyl is but i know like they put it in drugs you know like there's already a drug and then they'll like water it down with this fentanyl which is super cheap but then it became the thing that the addicts want and isn't a little isn't too much fentanyl. just kills you automatically you know, mm, I don't know when, why it, when the junkies uh, see like, oh, somebody died from it. You know, where can I get that stuff? That's what they want. You know, they want that strong dose. I don't know why, but I got a feeling fentanyl wasn't that the stuff that they put when they want to preserve. Like, you know, when you're at school and you had like a frog in a jar or whatever, it'd be floating in fentanyl or like an, an organ or something. It'll be floating in fentanyl where it preserves it, I guess, to some degree and. You know what? Stuff that sounds deteriorate. familiar. That does sound familiar. Is, is that like what that shit is? Maybe fentanyl. I've got to Google it. That might I don't know why it's making shit. me think of that. Fentanyl. So really, nah, that, that, should, that should be preserving people then. People that are on fentanyl, they'll probably live longer than people that ain't. They look great. The guy's 80 years old. He looks 30 when he first took his fentanyl. <laughs> He's preserving the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's it. If 
fentanyl. Now I think it's a different word, but it's close. I don't have my fucking computer up right now. I, I would Google that shit. But was that Rohypnol? No, that's something else. Something all. Ever tell you about the story, but talking about preserved stuff when uh when I was in high school, we used to dissect pigs. You ever do that? Pigs. Yeah. No, we don't frogs. Okay, so it's probably the same thing. So somewhere in your in your school, there was a big barrel filled with frogs. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. in, in our school, we had these mini pigs, right? So anyway, I was not I was not good in in school. I was a real jerk. And the teacher threw me out of the class and put me into a closet with all this science stuff, right? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, whatever, man, fuck you. And I'm in the closet, and I'm just looking. I'm not, you know, I'm looking through everything. And I opened a barrel, and it was filled with pigs, right? And I'm like, holy crap. This is all the they're pigs. Dead, obviously, dead pigs. I'm yeah, they're dead. They're like in some kind of preserved juice. But it's the pigs that we, we use to dice, dissect, you know? To, yeah, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So so I'm like, holy shit. So I'm like, oh, man, what can I do with these pigs? And then I had an idea, right? I had an idea. <laughs> so there was like, I played football, and uh, but I wasn't really accepted on the football team. But, you know, hey, I'm not going to brag. I was, I was really good at it. But I didn't really necessarily like the people that I played football with, or they definitely didn't like me. Mm. And uh, one of the traditions was the cheerleaders <laughs> would decorate the football players uh lockers with candy and decorations the day of the game okay mm -hmm. so the cheerleader that was assigned to my locker she stopped doing it a long time ago because she thought i was a jerk you know so she i never got no candy so i used to break in the other dude's lockers take all the candy because i'm addicted to candy i love candy and uh i had this idea so I took one of the pigs and I went to her locker and there's a way to um, like if you pull out the handle of the locker and kick the bottom, you could open the lockers. That's why I would rob everybody in whole school doing this. So I go to her locker. I open her locker and I put the pig in there in the locker with a, a note that says die pig and a pencil right through the note into the side of the pig. And <laughs> <laughs> yo, this. This caused like such a controversy and like uh, like people were going hysterical in the school. Like the girl thought somebody was gonna kill her, you know. <laughs> oh shit! Die, pig. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I ever told that you that. Chupacabra. Story. Yeah, I know that. I, I, to you, that's a mortal sin because down in Peru they'd be eating those little pigs. They'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? You can't dissect that. That's a Sunday dinner." That's the wrong it's the wrong type of pig, bro. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm teasing. You like the guinea pig. Which is yeah, a pet. That's man. a pet in America. People have pets, so uh, guinea pigs over here. Well, you know. But I work with mad Peruvian dudes, and uh, that's another thing. I work. I do work with a lot of Peruvian dudes and Ecuadorian dudes, and Ecuadorian dudes they eat that too. Good dudes, though, yo. Good dudes. These guys work around the clock. They make a lot of money, bro. I give props to these dudes. Anyway, what are you gonna yeah. do? Hopefully I can't Soldier. get. Hopefully I don't get in trouble for that pig thing. Is that too too over the top? You thinking that? That's why. It's hey, when when kids are at school, I heard yeah. some mad shit, man. Yeah. Like one of my friends, he was telling me like he was at school. He had a, a backpack full of books. It was so heavy, full of books, like thick books. So he's gone up the staircase. He's run up the stairs, messing about with someone, and he's dropped the the he's chucked the rucksack over the edge of the stairs. 
and it's gone flying down and hit this other kid in the head and broke his neck. What? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Broke this kid's neck at school, man. With oh. a bag full of books. Obviously, Dude. it wasn't his intention to do that, but it's happened, yeah. didn't it? And yeah. That is bad. That is really yeah, that, bad. That's fucked up. <laughs> Wow. Speaking of, when I was in high school, speaking of broken necks, there was this kid named, I, I'll say his name because he's locked up forever. He got life in prison, right? His name was Ron Daigle. And uh, he he was like a skater dude. And he came to our school from somewhere else. And uh, he he had like bangs. Like, remember that band Flock of Seagulls? And. Uh, no. Okay, so they were like a, a a new wave kind of band back in the in the eighties, maybe, and they had like the weird bang haircut where one side of their hair goes up and the bangs cover their eyes. So he he was like that, and he was skated around. But he's a wise guy. So the first day he comes to our school and he's like uh, acting the part, acting the role of this tough guy, and uh, I smack him, you know, boom, give him a smack right in the face. So at lunchtime he steps to me and he wants to fight, right? And I had a pizza. And uh, it was like, you know, that was the uh, the lunch of the day. You know, we were, it was crappy ass pizza. And what I size smashed, was it? It was like a square, like you know, one you get one slice. It was kind of like a rectangle shaped. Oh, because I know you get big ass pieces over there. You know, I mean, I can imagine you throwing like a fucking. No, yeah, it was just pizza. like a school, a school pizza. So it's like a oh, okay, different, cool. different animal, cool. like more like a fr what you would see is like a frozen pizza. So, All right, yeah, uh, yeah, I get you. He steps up, and I smash this hot pizza right in his face, and I start punching him. And uh, the teachers break us up. And the funny thing is, the teacher wouldn't let him clean his face off because she wanted the principal to see what I did. <laughs> so I had to sit like in the waiting room of the principal's office with this dude and with his dried ass nasty cheese all over his face until the principal got there. <laughs> and then of course I got in trouble and this and that. Why did I do this to the new guy? Years later, we graduate high school and uh we're doing our thing. And I actually lived one year with him after high school in this one like apartment we had. And uh it turns out, you know, he left, he did his own thing. I didn't really hang out with him, but he did. He had he stayed in one of the rooms in this house that we all shared, you know. A couple years later, this dude is in the paper. He murdered his girlfriend. And then tried to kill himself, but he survived. And the cops found him in the closet all fucked up. And uh, he's been in, in jail ever since. But the, the, the reason I bring him up is because you talked about the guy with the broken neck. Yeah. In high school, this kid, like he was a skater and he also liked to go snowboarding and skiing and shit like that. He was one of them dudes. And when he was skiing, he broke his neck in in uh, in an accident. And he had one of those halos on that you screw into your head. You ever see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's mad, man. Screwed into your skull, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, I think I'm thinking now, it's just, I don't know why, because you brought up the, the neck thing. I'm thinking now that he, uh, he had like a brain issue. Like, you know, you ever hear like brain trauma and it makes people go nuts? Have you ever heard yeah, that? Yeah, I can not? understand that. And I think that might have, I don't know why this all made me think of it. You brought that. Well, the pizza. You yeah. think the pizza caused trauma to his brain? No, not the pizza. The, 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 <laughs> the ski accident made him oh, crazy. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> and the, the ski accident <laughs> the made him, went into his ear. He got he <laughs> cheese leaked into his penile cord of his earlobe drum. <laughs> no, no. But but yo, I think that 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 the ski accident made him go nuts and eventually turned him violent. And he tried to and he did. He killed his girlfriend or wife or whoever she was. But uh, why am I talking about that? I have no idea. <laughs> I remember once at school, yeah, I, I was a bit of a dickhead sometimes, and I wound this kid up. So he chased me in it, and I got to the music hut, and it was like a glass pane door sort of thing. And he come running towards me, and I just sidestepped out of the way, and he ran face first into the glass. No, man. So he turned around, and he looked all right. And then next thing, I, and like I thought his mouth was open because I could see his teeth, but then he opened his real mouth, and he, he literally cut himself under his bottom lip. Uh, a big gash, and it looked like he had two mouths. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! That's a great move, though. That's a great fucking. That's like a cartoon, like, like the the, the Road Runner and 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 the Coyote kind of move. Yeah, man. That's why they used to call me the Tasmanian Devil. Yes, it's good. I like that. You just stepped aside. He goes run, running right into the glass. Yep. A lot of people hated school. I used to like going to school, man. No, I wasn't a fan of it, to be honest. I, I didn't, didn't really I, get on with too many people there. Me neither, but I just liked agitating and aggravating and harassing and, you know, the worst grades and just didn't care. But I had at least something to do because mm. I always needed something to do. You know what I mean? And it was just people like victims everywhere. You know, the whole school was just <laughs> filled with victims. I saw them walking down the hallway. I saw victims sitting next to me. I saw victims on the bus. To the it was great. It was a great time. Great time of life. <laughs> I'd be dumb, man. I used to be that kid that gets on the top deck of the bus and then stage dive off the back seat of the bus and see how many heads I could fly over, how many seats I could get over. <laughs> Always doing stupid shit like that. Yo, that is crazy. When you look back at stuff you were willing to do back in the day, like you wouldn't even think twice about it now. And then if you see, you see a young guy doing the exact same stuff you used to do, you still look at them in disgust. <laughs> like, what is wrong with this? Meanwhile, you used to do the same crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope my kids don't do that. <laughs> you know what? It's a, You got kids, so I'm observing and I think these kids are, they're different. They're like nicer as far as, uh, it seems like a, a fight would shock these kids. Like fighting would shock them. Like, do you mm. notice that with your kids or no? Um, I don't know. I know that I noticed that they throw the word around killing and dead, at, like, like it's nothing, which I find a bit, you know, strange. I, I, you know, I think you're going to talk about death and killing. You don't talk about it just nonchalantly. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Mm. If you well, how, how old are they? My son just turned five last week. Okay. Okay. So these my are little... daughter is 11. Okay. These are a little younger than I'm thinking. I'm looking at my nieces and nephew who are probably early teens. Okay. Yeah. And I think if they would see a fight at their, their school, like their heads would explode. Like, I don't even think it like, you know what I mean? Mm. but i think they're they just might be nerds you know <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe yeah we used to love nerds. a fight at school everyone would rush 
I'm sure it was the same with you guys. Whenever someone would have two random people would have a fight, then the whole school would just run to that spot and then they'd just be kicking everyone. It doesn't matter who was there. Everyone just kicking and punching 100%, everywhere. 100 If a fight didn't break out throughout the day, it would almost be like a bummer. Like, damn, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I came to school for nothing today. Like, nobody even fought. Like, what the fuck? Like, if we went out on a weekend, like, it was like, who... Oh, yo, that dude's looking at me. He's looking this, you know, I'm talking like when I'm like 13, 14 years old. He's looking at me and you fight everybody for like looking at you for <laughs> like grazing and slightly touch every it was always like on the verge of insanity. Like everybody just wanted right. to fight all the time. Now it just seems stepping yeah. on trainers was the worst, mate. If you if yeah, someone coming with their with their nice clean creps and someone step on it, what is it they used to call it? They used to say, Oh, we're gonna christen your shoes now. And they try and oh, stamp on your brand new shoes in it. That's Woo. that's blatant uh, ultimate disrespect. That's bad. <laughs> I could I could see I could see why people wouldn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, definitely a thing. Uh you know, even in the movies back then would portray that, you know, you see that in the movies. Like yeah. he just step on my like, yo, dude would get so upset if you ruined their shoes or just got them slightly dirty. Yeah, different times, different times. Yeah, it's a different generation, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think uh even like uh I'm looking at like uh like kids math uh homework and it's like what the hell is this shit? Like it's not like normal math anymore. I forget what they call it, but I don't know if they do that in England, but the shit like to to get like say eleven plus seven equals whatever it equals, they they do it in such a crazy manner now that it's like it's I don't understand the benefit of it. Maybe there's a long term benefit, but it's probably to help them when they're older to weigh up their fentanyl. Yeah. So they could they could understand like the just the <laughs> right amount to get the maximum high without death. <laughs> I'm telling you, yo, that fentanyl off that hits in the UK, man. I'm telling you, keep an eye out. That's fucking maybe we should start a little side hustle in it, start importing it. People will love it over there. <laughs> a little it. fentanyl in their beer. Yeah, the English, they love the party over there. I give them props for that. If you throw some <laughs> fentanyl in the mix, they'll be loving that shit. <laughs> and what's the late what's the latest as far as like you is your show kind of setting off? Uh that's right around the time when all shows are finally allowed again or no? Or is there shows going on right now in different parts of England? Um there, yeah, there is, because there was a show the other day. In Candom, I think I'm guessing it was more of a you know limited capacity, maybe people sitting down. I don't know. I haven't really seen a video of the event or anything, but there was definitely a show happening the other day. Hmm. Um, in a small venue. Why the fuck did yours get cancelled? You know what I mean? Boris fucking rat. How the hell could your guy be named Boris? Like, what the hell's up with that? That bothers me. I can't believe people voted for him. I know. Well, listen, we had Donald Trump. You can't believe people voted for Boris. I, mean, I, I would vote for Boris over Trump. Yeah, but you got the excuse. You got fentanyl that caused it. Probably. Yeah, it really did. It really <laughs> did. You got, you got these. I might need a disclaimer now. <laughs> you got these white trash junkies walking around. They, 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 they got 14 kids <laughs> living with their grandparents. They don't take care of none of them. And they're talking about hard work and Donald Trump and he could relate to them. What a fucked up country this <laughs> turned out to be. 
and uh, my weirdos. Donald Trump relates to you? Are you kidding? Yeah, of course you got the rich people that are going to vote for him. You know, they want to make out in the taxes. He's he's lowering the taxes. He's making it a a, a mecca for them to take away regulations if they have businesses and do whatever they want. Mm. But these dumb, poor trash from Tennessee voting for get out of here, you dummies, you filth, you winos. Wake yeah, up. Boris don't care for the poor people, man. The working people and that, so. Fucking Boris. Jeez. And now you got that dumb Brexit. You can't even do anything over there. You, I tried mailing something over there. It cost me $900. Like, what the fuck is going on? Hey, I just literally, yesterday, I literally packed up so many T-shirts, the, the new knuckle dust T-shirt that we were selling. And I've had to post them out the last couple of days. And the, the cost of postage is fucking crazy, mate. It's insane. It's not even worth it now. I'm telling you. And, and plus, you've got to fill out these little custom stickers, putting down all these details you got to fill out. You know what I mean? I'm going to the shop, like, to the post office, like, a, a pile of T-shirts. People in the queue behind me are vexed, boy, because I'm there for so long, having to fill out all these things. They're vexed, boy. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. You should say, yo, you voted for breakfast, or whatever it is. Mind your own business. <laughs> Cocksuckers. It's you like this. Could you? You! Yo, when is, uh, when you guys finally could tour again, if you go out and if you go to the mainland, is there going to cause issues? Is it going to be different than it used to be? Oh, yeah. I saw something um, a couple of days ago where there's this band. I don't know what music or what band they are, but I can't remember. But um, they decided to document their experience of going over to Europe to play a, a little tour. And basically, from the sounds of it, they, they went over to the border they had to have all these tests done before. So they had to pay for all these tests for the whole crew and road crew and whatever. They weren't allowed to take any merchandise or anything like that. Um, they had to isolate when they got to the other side as well. So they had to cancel a whole load of shows because they're stuck in isolation. Um, and obviously all the fees as well to get tested on the other side as well. And it just doesn't sound like it's, it's going to fucking happen for you know us poor people. You know what I mean? With no sponsorship or no big record labels, but what a joke! They turned they turned a worldwide virus pandemic into a money making opportunity. That's what that is. But they're trying to kill the arts, bro. The way I see it is, they don't like free thinking people. They're trying to kill it off. Look at look at all these other businesses are getting support from government. They're getting their little like even if it's a little thousand pound or whatever to to kind of help them coast through it. Some of these artists and that are all self-employed. They're not getting nothing. They haven't got paid nothing. a penny over all this shit. Well, they're, they're just trying to kill those industries because they don't want free-thinking people out there saying the truth, singing the truth, bringing people of different like backgrounds together. They don't like that shit, do they? Nah, they want lemmings. Mm-hmm. These fucking cock-sucking motherfucking Boris bastard. <laughs> Could he win to the next say- election? I couldn't even tell you, mate. Will he win again, you think? Or has he still got backing? Or? I don't know. I, I've heard that he probably is not going to run. Mm. Did you not hear the latest scandal last week? No. His top top man, the, his health minister or whatever, he got caught cheating on his wife with his secretary. And they got him on video, like, kissing her and touching her up. Oh, no, I saw okay. that video. I saw that. I didn't know who it was, but I saw it. it was like, <laughs> up, he was kind of up against the wall a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's that. the man that's telling everyone, yeah, you got to wear masks, you got social distance, you got to do all of this. And then he's doing the opposite. So, like, yeah, he, had, yeah, he, yeah. He, he resigned basically. 
And yeah, that's kind of fucked them up a bit because I think, oh, well, obviously Boris has been accused of cheating on on his, I don't know if it was his wife or his, his girlfriend or whatever, but yeah, probably his, his mum. cousin, you, <laughs> you inbred Boris, blonde hair, blue-eyed hillbilly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah he's probably got loads of skeletons in his closet well I'm sure he has so yeah. he's probably going to jump ship like a rat on a sinking ship you know what it's going to be a good look for him because if he just doesn't run again he could pretend like he would have won you know what I mean yeah it's almost yeah. Like, that's what Trump probably wishes he did he did because he hates appearing like a, the loser he is so he probably just wishes he never ran and acted like you know he couldn't run for some noble reason. So I bet Boris puts out there like some noble, uh, my wife has cancer, so I won't continue with the race. Yeah, yeah, you're right, son. Shut up. You're a loser. You're going to lose. That's why you're not running. I don't buy none of your shit. It's always Did you hear the latest one today? What? The Queen has um, awarded the NHS the George's Cross. I don't know how they're going to wear it. It must be massive if the NHS is going to wear this one cross, but this the St. George's Cross, I think it is, um, of bravery, where they give to um, probably um, veterans and, you know, people that have done big stuff. For, and they're giving it to the NHS, which is like the organization, like the, like what is that? What exactly? It seems like, yeah. I mean, I heard it in the background on the news this morning on the radio, so I haven't really pay too much attention but it sounds like instead of a pay rise they're getting this um cross <laughs> that they <all> share. <laughs> hey everybody we got this cross oh this is great man we got an imaginary cross we could talk about and you know what there's dummies that work for them that'll be all psyched about it you know they're going to be telling their wife over morning tea about their cross <laughs> maybe each one can take it home every night and they have to share it yeah they're lucky sure. to even get a glimpse of it the losers Queen's it's a bit of a piss shake, really. I mean, these people deserve a pay rise. Yeah, totally. Know. They should demand it. Unionize. They've offered them one percent pay rise, which is a bit of a piss take. You know, what I mean, it's after all these people have done, slapping. They're the frontline soldiers, aren't they? The NHS workers. They're the frontliners here in this war. That is a total slap in the face. That's kind of like over here with the uh, the the cops protecting the capital. And then there's a Republican, uh, I think a congressman, and he wouldn't even shake hands with the one guy because, you know, basically it, the cops realize that these are Trump supporters that were attacking the Capitol, you know, so the Repu Republicans have to act like, no, 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 uh, that's not the case. And, you know, it's a, it's an inside conspiracy by Antifa, BLM and the FBI. Uh, none of no true so Trump, you know, it's just like it, it's it's the same thing. It's a slap in the face. You want mm -hmm. on one hand, you want to praise this certain group of workers. And then when the time time comes to compensate them, you want to be a dick. One percent raise. What a slap in the face. That piss take. Totally. What's up with this queen? You're a big fan, no? <laughs> what, Freddie Mercury? Remember, uh, remember the big, the, the, who's the one skinhead dude? My homie. I forget the name, though. He was he loved the queen. Nice guy. Oh, nice guy, Phil. Yeah, nice guy, Phil. He loved the Queen, remember? Yeah, yeah. He loved the Queen. He couldn't say nothing about the Queen with him. Where's he been? Um, probably not working. <laughs> oh, he shit. works in um, like um, what you call it? Moving stage handling or whatever it is, moving stages around. I guess. Oh, so he ain't be doing none of that. 
Yeah, he's probably got nothing going on if that's his job. I imagine, yeah. Jeez, that sucks. Good guy, though. Nice guy, Phil. Good guy. Yeah, solid geezer. Haven't seen him forever. Shit. Hey, nice guy, if you're listening, what's up? Maybe I'll see you on the uh, 24th. What's the, what's the date is that release again? Yeah, 24th October. October 24th, Sunday matinee. Knuckle Dust is back. London, England, consider yourselves warned, baby. Yo, <laughs> that is going to be sick. I got to figure something out. If not that one. Yeah, that's the only problem. The very next weekend, I got that show. Maybe I could tell the people to show that I broke my leg and I won't be able to go. And then, nah, I got to do it. That might be our only show this year. Our band's getting crazy. Everybody hates each other. That's ah, no good. It's a bad look. Nah, bro. You got to keep flying the flag. Yeah, you trying, have to come back. You know, I could lead a horse to the water, but I can't make them swim. Do you understand? That's the one problem. That's the one problem. Luke Rhoda. Oh, Luke Rhoda's birthday tomorrow, too. This will probably oh, won't be out. Yeah. Luke Rhoda, happy Shit, birthday. He must be, what, 28? He's, I think he's 57 by the looks of him. <laughs> I mean, he's the youngest yeah, guy yeah, in the band, but he looks the old. This guy's in bad shape. I mean, he's in bad oh, shape. This guy. Yeah. Yeah, you're taking a piss. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He went to the doctor. The doctor measured him. He's like, what are you measuring me for? He said, a coffin. <laughs> you got a couple of days left. Yeah. <laughs> It's a wrap for him. He's it's over and out. This guy, he he never treated himself good. Well, he's in, in his mind, he was treating himself good. He never took care of himself. This guy's a wreck. Sneezes, it leads to a bloody nose for two days. Like he can't do nothing. He coughs. So the tooth comes out. Sure, it's not fentanyl. <laughs> Who knows? When uh, Luke wouldn't touch that. Luke is just the traditional, uh, the traditional more fun drugs. You know, he's more the, that kind of old guy. school. Yeah. <laughs> but damn. But yo, get, get, let me get uh, and I, I, you know, I know this was last minute. I just said, yo, let me get my homie on the horn anyway because I wanted to talk anyway, and I might as well record it. But uh, good luck for doing it last minute. But you, what other uh, what other uh, stuff? Because you, you got so many other projects. Give me everything if you could before we end this. Give me all the info. Mm, the latest this weekend, I'm going to the studio to record with Borstal. We're gonna do a. a two song seven inch just so we can beef up our set list because at the moment we only got that um one record so obviously we need a few more songs to be playing a decent live set and yo respect um, on that because everybody that hears that loves it that's some really cool shit i think i landed on my feet in that band dude i don't know what that means but I, if it's a good thing yes you did <laughs> well if you know my luck in life then hey but yeah <laughs> good people involved they invited me to to join them and try things. Uh, it's it's been fun, man, and it's been very natural and yeah, very quick. I, I got to admit, you know, what I mean, the turnaround and stuff was just you know, just very yeah. natural. But people I've known for a long time as well, and a couple of people I, I've never met before, but are solid, 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 solid family. So beautiful. So two more tracks by them. What else we got, baby? We have the Bundam out. I want to do a full length which um, Dave MacBoo is writing at the moment. So whenever we can get stuff, get get back in the studio to practice a bit more, then we're going to start progressing with that. And um, yeah, hopefully have a full-length Bundam Out album because I think it's been far too long. Bundam Out. Mm, I love playing with Bundam Out. Hard, love hard, man. Vibe. So yeah, we're going to keep that rolling. And then, yeah, obviously we're working on a Borstal full-length as well. That's, that's in the works, so. Obviously, yeah. next year, more than likely. 
So when it comes to music, baby, you got it. You got it going on. It's, there's no end in sight. Doing Anytime all I soon. can. One time, to one thing. That's great. That's the attitude to have. Yeah, man. I gotta keep busy. You know, I don't like pondering on negative shit. So it's it's my release and it's my way of dealing with things. So that's right. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful, man, that I have that outlet, and I'm thankful that people can relate to what I'm writing and. A lot of people say how it helps them as well. So, you know, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a blessed position where I can help someone, even one person that can relate to the pain and, you know, life that we've been dealing with. Then what can I say? I'm very blessed. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. And to even have three relevant projects going at the same time, because they're all active at the same time. That's incredible, man. That's really cool. But that's not easy. That takes work. Yeah, luckily, um, yeah, they, luckily they're not that demanding in a way where if they were all like full time, full time, full time, then I'd be fucked. But whereas they have their ups and downs, I guess. Well, Boston is, is a bit more active at the moment because you know we're just starting and the enthusiasm and everything, and we, you know, we we have we having fun with it, defining our our foundation, I guess. So yeah, you know, everything else kind of fits in whenever we want it to. So. Dope, dope. And uh, as far as Ruction, what's up? Ruction Records. Yeah, Ruction's still going. I mean, Poppy's having a bit of an issue at the moment where he, he might have to um, relocate if he doesn't find a new flatmate. And so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Once he's settled and that, then we'll, we'll work on the future releases. But we've got stuff planned. Just waiting on the bands from the family to be ready. You know, after, after this lockdown comes to an end, then I know a lot of the bands have been writing stuff and getting ready to record. So as soon as they're ready, then we'll put out the family is that's what we do in it. Support our family. No doubt. So you can expect more from that. Beautiful thing. Pell boo. I appreciate the time, baby. Anytime. Always a pleasure. My brother. All right. Be safe. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Stay blessed. Respect. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post America podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. Tune in next time for more fun with the boys. Until then, get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker. Who the fuck is this you in? This is Post America. You ain't shit, motherfucker.